And no one's like, Bru, she's coming. <laughs> she opens the door and Bruce straight up dents her in the face. <laughs> the MVP of this episode. Here we are, guys. 99 nerds back for episode 11. And oh boy, do we have some stuff to talk about. Obers Canobers finale drops this morning. We were all up early watching it, texting each other, tweeting, faxing, all of the things. And here's the deal, guys. I have whey protein in my stomach, and I have a severe dairy allergy. I also have a Chipotle burrito bowl in my belly. So I am ready to blow a gasket, both verbally and physically. I'm ready to get into this. How about you guys? Let's do it. General thoughts, how did we feel about the finale? I liked it a lot. I did not love it, but I liked it a lot. That's where I'm at. That what is you, exactly where I'm at. What about you, Shauner? I was pleasantly surprised. I enjoyed it a lot more than I thought I would. And uh, I'm not going to say it like fixes or undoes everything that I didn't like or I felt like kind of was done wrong, but it was... Um, there was some stuff in it that was like really, really cool. Unexpected, unexpected, uh, coolness. Coolness. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, it. yeah. I agree. What would you rate it, David? <sighs> David was watching the rest of it 10 seconds ago. And so, he said, I don't even know what I'm going to rate this. <laughs> so I asked him first. When I first watched it, I got done and thought, I don't like sand that. <laughs> But I do like that. I'm <laughs> conflicted. Here's what I'm going to say. I liked the Obi-Wan story. Mm. But the Reva part? Holy mother of God. <laughs> I, uh, I'm i going to say 8 out of 10. 8 out of 10. That's generous, too. He's getting generous. Sean, oh. what did you rate it? Um, Overall or the episode? The episode. Episode, I'd give it... Uh, Seven out of ten. Okay. Yeah, three, three and a half out of five kind of a thing. I think I gave four a 7.9. I don't remember. Yeah, I think so. And I gave five an 8.9. So with that being said, I'm going to give it an 8.3. Okay. Much like Star Wars, Empire Strikes Back is considered one of the best. I think episode five of Obi-Wan was the best. Yep. But... Um, I want to stick by what I said that I would have loved episode five to be the knockout punch right? rather than this episode. I think they did a better job. I think it would have concluded the story a little better. Sure. um, With Obi-Wan teaching him a lesson. Yeah. And getting away. Well, Um, do we want to like dive into the review or do we want to... I mean, these are just my general thoughts. Yeah, I feel like we got to start talking about it because uh, first off, the first shot right away, right off the bat, you know, they say that the first shot that you see is usually the most important. You know, it sets up the premise. It establishes the tone. Mm -hmm. You know, like when you watch the first shot of A New Hope, you know, that desert planet, and then here comes this cruiser coming overhead, and then behind that is this giant pyramid of a ship and you're like yo this is going to be a movie right Mm -hmm. so uh first shot of this episode of 
uh, the Obi-Wan Kenobi show. A llama's butt. Austin, thoughts? Um, you know. Just a big furry butt. What are you going to do? I hope you like pain. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I'm sorry, I don't remember that. What was that? I was paying attention. It was the first thing I saw. It was right there on Dang. screen just to come down on the city, and then there's just a llama that walks in front of the frame and just close-up. Double-cheeked up. Yeah, close-up shot of his butt. <laughs> on a twin sun afternoon. Dang. Yeah. Um, so I that mean, was a good way to start off. That's the tone. Some kind of tone. Um, I thought the opening shot was Vader. No, I thought was, opening was Riva. No, it was yeah, Riva. it was. Uh, it was her at the uh, trying to get water at the water fountain. That's right, water mm-hmm. trader. See, that's what happens when you watch it at four in the morning. You already forget a lot about it. Right. Um. Yeah. I mean, okay. That's that's the tone. Riva is on Tatooine. Boom. We right. saw it coming. Let's pause. Riva sucks. How <laughs> how do you walk away from Vader stabbing you? I I don't like that she's even alive. There's so, a rumor, you know. There's a rumor that she survived because she harnesses the power of Morbius. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I actually heard a theory. Um Okay. That I don't I don't think in episode five she gets stabbed by Anakin. I think that is just her biggest fear. No. I don't think that's real. I don't uh, think she actually got stabbed. I think that's just the her biggest fear in that moment. You're wrong. She's terrified that Anakin will stab her. <laughs> You're wrong. No. I feel like. Uh, that Are you saying young Reva or adult Reva? No, young Reva. Oh. Okay. Why do you okay. think she was holding her belly like her guts were falling out on that ground, though? I think it was just the most traumatic thing that ever happened to her was all her friends died. Okay. I, okay. I, I yeah, think so it was like in the Matrix. I, I kind of agree. Die in, you, you die in your mind. You die in real life. Because that was kind of a gray... I mean, everybody was kind of like, did she get stabbed or did she not? The way they shot that scene, it's like, no, he for sure stabbed her. Did he, though? Right. Adult Reva, though, she got murked yeah, she got right it. through the gut. They could have uh, just had her like lose an arm or something. That would have been... That's very Star Wars. That would have been on brand way of for them to do that. Yeah. I think... If she did get stabbed uh, when she was a youngling, there are theories that Grogu saved her. No. He healed her. <gasps> oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. And that's how Grogu got out was with Reva. I hope not. Me too. Don't associate with her. <laughs> Come on. That's racist. <laughs> Whoa. Well, so she, no, uh, I, I thought it was interesting. <laughs> We're going to edit all this. She was on Tatooine and she still had, like, she had her arm on. She was, like, literally still an Inquisitor. Right. With just yeah. a robe on and then like, you know, just like a towel wrapped around her gut. And so for a second, I was like, oh, costume department. Come on, give her something more than that. Right. And then afterwards, I'm like, hey, maybe just like it's holding her insides in at this point, you know? Yeah. You never know. I'm sure we're going to find out in season two, Sean. Can we not? Can we just mm-hmm. find out now? Disney will not allow but that to not happen. Just classic. Just the theme of the show. Reva showing up. <laughs> introing. Just starting. Hot. With a Riva quote. I have something to say. I have something to say. <laughs> this, this big dude walks up. Same dude from the Fisher Cut jobber that everyone worked at. Yeah. Oh, it was? The Space Fish. Yeah, he's the one who... Uh, the episode one where the guy doesn't get paid. Oh, yeah, yeah, the jerk. Yeah. Oh, the same poor jerk. actor that's all he cares about is being a jerk. Yeah, that's his sole purpose. He walks up to the merchant and he's like, Whoa, you got something to say? 
And Reva comes I in. I have something to say. I have something to say. She's just so a bold cheesy. Character. It's so cringy. Um, when the finale opened up with that, I thought, uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't going to go well. Not setting the tone that David wants. But then it immediately cuts to Vader tracking down the ship of uh, the PATH network. Mm-hmm. And he's shooting. He's, he says, more firepower parallel of Kylo. More. More! <laughs> yeah, I thought that that scene was really, like, almost too similar to The Last Jedi, where it's yeah. like a ship trying to outrun the the bad guys. They can't jump into light speed, and right. so they're just... I'm like, guys, it's almost cliche at this wanna, point. We don't want to do this again, do we? I thought that the angle of Vader was very, like, movie-esque. It didn't look like a TV show. It looked like the movies. Yeah. Of him in the window looking out. Right. Like, the way they shot it was just like the movies. I thought that was really cool, actually. I would agree with that. I thought that was done well. Yeah. Um, yeah, so then we find out they're not going to be able to go to hyperspace. They are getting shot from behind. Um, Roken is trying to repair the ship, but it's going to take him way too long. So Obi-Wan hatches a plan. Roken's ship is broken. Oh, shoot. Broken Roken. Yeah. Be Roke. So it's almost like they knew. Where am I going with this? <laughs> <laughs> well, what I thought was like they said uh, they said they were going to take them to Tessin. Yeah, I wrote that down. I don't know if like Tessin is a something. I don't know anything about Tessin. Okay. We'll have to do some googling on yeah. the Googlers. All right. Well, what's the only thing that was a little bit weird about the the way this episode started was like, so it starts off with Riva on Tatooine, which mm-hmm. on its own is not a bad way to start it. The problem is chronologically, this all gets really weird because you jump from her on Tatooine, which would theoretically, I don't know, take at least some time for her to get there, get off the planet and then get to where. Especially because she was on the ground yeah. crawling. Yeah. And so then let's jump to the Star Destroyer chasing these guys, which fine, fine way to open it. These are not, these scenes on their own aren't a problem. Right. But chronologically, I just, it's hard to like, it's hard to like accept, like, wait a minute, she's, she's on Tatooine already, but they're still escaping the empire. Yeah. It, I almost wish like they were reversed. Yeah. Like just somehow give a little bit more reliability and like logic to that. And time. within within seconds, she is talking to somebody who knows Uncle Owen personally. Yeah, exactly. Right? She found the, the one farm? guy. It's a, small, a, it's a small it's a small town. It's a small town, big planet though. Yeah, there's that one set that they built. That's all you gotta <laughs> worry about. <laughs> and those twenty seven extras. Yeah. One of which is missing a hand. Hashtag old woman, hashtag Reva. Yeah. I have something to say. She sure did. Yeah. So what happens next? So then Obi-Wan realizes the only way that I'm going to be able to save these people is if I give myself up. I'm going to get in the escape ship and Well, I th- first he has some moments with Leia, and I thought it was weird. <laughs> he was uh, basically <laughs> telling Leia, like, yeah. you know, I got to do what I got to do, whatever. But... Leia is telling him like, "Oh, Lola is like giving people like comfort or something. Like she, Lola right. is comforting these people because they're scared." And Obi Wan says this weird Same. line like, um, "Maybe I need to hang out with Lola or something like that." Yeah. Uh-huh. He's like, scared. Obi Wan, why did you say that? <laughs> well, no. What's, what's interesting is that like the this actually whole beginning of the episode is a little bit weird because they kept they kept leading characters to be on the cusp of having some kind of important conversation and then just like cut away. 
Right. So it's like Reva saying, I need to find Owen or whatever. Cut away. And then here's Obi-Wan going like, I have to do something. Cut away. Back to Reva. And she's in the, it cuts away to the shop with like Owen and Luke talking in like that parts shop. Yeah. And I'm thinking, oh, like this is a cool scene. We're going to see Luke and Owen together, like uncle and nephew that we never really got to see before. Okay. Oh, and they're in a shop. This could be a, a cool scene to just cut to Leia. <laughs> you know, it's, <laughs> and it's her going, no, you can't leave. You can't leave. You know, like, so I didn't, I was like, you know, we, we, we can have these conversations happen on screen. You know, I feel like the, I feel like the, the beginning of the episode, like had to just keep moving, had to get to a conclusion yeah. quick. Like we got to get Obi-Wan off this ship pronto i feel like which is spanish for quickly i feel like they should have made this an hour and a half episode how long was it an hour it was yeah. like 54 minutes it should have been an hour and a half because yeah the pace was pretty break choppy. that's what yeah, i wrote down in my notes. pretty choppy it felt like a and, choppy episode and there were certain aspects later in the episode that i wish they would have taken more time with yep um yeah it felt like the episode the things that mattered was 15 minutes long right and then it was just boring yeah oh my gosh but I actually like that scene with Owen and Luke in the shop because they have like that round table of parts mm-hmm. in the middle, just like Watto's shop. I'll say the only thing Young about Anakin. that, though, is you can't like that scene because there wasn't really a scene there. No, it just it paralleled oh, yeah, yeah. Anakin sure. as, just a, like, as a slave boy. Yeah, reminiscent. Yeah, I like that. And then there was a shop owner who was all like... Yeah, and then some random guy walks in. Hey, you got, oh, a, got a tough kid to on tell you something. Oh, yeah, that's right. And it yeah. just cuts. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, like, you, never, <laughs> you, never, you never reach the conclusion of what they're trying to say to each other. It's right. all implied. Yeah, can't be bothered with or dialogue. Or that's where they went in and changed things. That's what I'm mm. thinking. Yeah. Because they had to change this episode up. You know, I was going to ask you guys, what do you think? I mean, we can maybe do this at the end once we recap the whole episode, but keep that in the back of your minds. Like, what is it that they cut out to make sure that there's a season two? Yeah. So the pla- the plastic surgery of the episode. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get to that. So the other force conversation that is clearly Disney just setting stuff up on a T is Obi-Wan's conversation with Roken. And he's like, you know, people listen to you. You're a leader. You need to keep leading. We don't have or you can't find leaders nowadays or something yeah. like that. Uh, something it's like, like that. oh my gosh keep going it's true and roken's like just getting started big yeah just Hashtag getting started and or series yep. roken is going to be all over that let's find out where you're from exactly <laughs> is does the uh would the Andor series fit after this i think so because it's like what is it five or six years and this is 10 years before a new hope right Battle of the oven kind of crap i think it's five years before. okay that's interesting well there's a well actually here i wrote this down so this is the part where uh Obi-Wan basically starts trying to explain his plan. Like, okay, I'm going to give myself up. It's the only way. This is the best way for me to get them off your tail. So he says to Roken, he literally says, Roken, you know this plan makes sense. And I'm like, dude, the script barely makes sense. Got him. Yeah. They got that scene of him sitting there you know, calling out master. I yeah. have to face him, but he's sitting there. And for like 10 seconds, calling out Qui-Gon, right? Yeah. No, no, no. Before that, he's sitting there just holding his lightsaber and it's just a shot of his lightsaber. And he's, I thought, dang, like that's, that's a sick lightsaber. Sure. Is. Wait a minute. Disney product placement coming to stores near you. <laughs> <laughs> was it a different, you. was it a different lightsaber? Than no, no, but they didn't have, when we went to uh, Disney, no, they didn't right. have his lightsaber. Those that's, the next that's how they get you. 
I promise you, Disney, put that, that there because they're showing their product. Boom, you can buy that lightsaber. No now. doubt. But he was meditating. And I will buy it. <laughs> Dude, I've actually they been, got me. as a joke, I've been asking for that Star Wars Obi-Wan hilt lightsaber. Anytime there's a Father's Day, birthday, Christmas, my joke, like, well, what do you want? My joke answer is always Obi-Wan Kenobi FX lightsaber. But it's actually not a joke. And one of these days, hopefully somebody will get it for me. But I want the legit one. Like, if, if you didn't spend 650 bucks, you didn't get the no. right one. They're only like 250 No, those aren't the right ones. The Mace Windu one was like a little over 200 650 men. Actually, that was the thing. Remember? I was in the shop, and I said they don't have the Mace Windu one. Yeah. And then we just like walked down the street to the random one that's at the front of the park, and they had it for the same price. Yeah. That so was that, weird. The one shop that like you have to get a three-hour reservation to get in, Yeah. it doesn't even have all the stuff that they sell on the campus. Right. Lamo. Lamo. Um, but so, you got the Dookie, right? Yeah, dude, Dooku, and uh, the Chrome Dooku curved hilt. Did they have his pajamas yeah, the too? Do. His pajamas. Dookie jams. No. Um, Dookie and then jam we, jams. and then we, and then we. Uh, Dave <laughs> thought his lightsabers that. were broken, so we fixed them for him. Yeah, that was. Anyway, embarrassing. <laughs> it was embarrassing. <laughs> All right, well, let's move on. Um, so we get back to Obi Wan. They decide that they have to send Leia away, and he makes Haja promise that he'll get her back to Alderaan. That was yeah. forced too. I didn't care for that kind of I didn't like that dialogue either. I thought that it was funny because the idea of Leia resisting, like, no, you have to you can't leave. You have to stay with me. I'm like, yo, this the entire plot of this show has consistently been you gotta get this girl home. Right. And so now here's like the golden opportunity. Like I don't need I don't like Leia, this is not a time to be a brat anymore. Like come on. Like this is real. People right. are dying. Like go home. People have died. <laughs> you gotta go home. People have to wait. R.I.P. Wade. Dude, Wade and Ned B. Ned B. Freaking Ned. That uh, you know that what? Guy who got cut up by the gate. I don't think we're done with <laughs> Ned B. Oh yeah, slaughtered an entire platoon of we soldiers are. for you. No. I, I bet he shows up in Bad Batch season two as someone who okay. is then put into that loader droid. Okay, I see what you're saying. No, I actually uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> I found the guy who uh, I'll tag this in the video. The guy who played Ned B. Who was in the suit? He's like six foot eight. Oh my gosh! Yeah, he's a tall dude. Dang, he's very six foot eight. Do you think it's Chewy? It's not. Has he been in anything else? No. I was scrolling through his IG. I couldn't find anything I noticed him from. He can't do anything other than be tall. Yeah, it's his specialty. He Um, must play basketball or something. Well, anyway, back to Kenobi. It cuts to Owen getting home. (laughs) <laughs> because Owen knows Reva's coming now. Yeah. Right. So Owen gets home and he's like, Baru, like, she's coming. And Baru just, I'll take her right now. She's like, <laughs> gun, like, let's go. All we need is just us two. This is her only dialogue or lines I've ever heard her speak. It's, and it's, it's like, it's great because Uncle she, Owen's so scared. She like, goes from zero to a hundred, like yeah. so quick. Like, like down with the cause. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like 100%. <laughs> like the hot rod Ride scene. or die. The it was rod, the hot rod scene. It's like, what a He's like, he whips out the stick and he's like, I'll take you right now. Yeah. Let's do it right now. <laughs> it's exactly what it was. That was Baru's scene. Yeah. Yeah, she was she was intense. She wasn't playing. She, she was she, she like whipped out a gun. She's like, let's go right now. She pulled it out of the wall. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to that actress Bonnie. Who straight because up she used looks to, like Amy Poehler. There's a scene. Yeah, a little bit. Uh Amy Poehler in Arrested Development. Job's wife. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm gonna get a picture of that you right here. Gob. <laughs> and then Baru right here. 
and I'm telling you, they look the exact same. We'll do it. Parallel. I love that the, there's like a mini redemption arc because that actress used to be in a cult after Revenge of the Sith, and then she like got out. Oh my gosh. Good for her. And if she hadn't done that, man, we could have. Well, maybe that's where she got these skills. We wouldn't even have the. Oh, yeah, it's exactly it. The ride or die. <laughs> ride or die. Get ready. Here we go. Never again. Uncle Owen's like, what are you doing? She's pulling guns out of the wall. We knew this day would come, Owen. <laughs> Jeez. She was ready. So I have two thoughts about that. One was I was a little bit like, hey, we don't need, I don't want to retcon these characters. Like, they don't need to go from like, hey, there's aunt and uncle to like suddenly, yo, they're, they're warriors. They're soldiers ready to die to protect this kid. I didn't get the impression of that right. in the movie. But in hindsight, I was like, yeah, but also now you could be like, Hey, those two did not go down without a fight Word, <laughs> in a new yeah. home. It was like, I saw somebody online said something like, maybe the Empire literally charred them into corpses because that was the only way to stop them. <laughs> <laughs> they are a force in them in themselves. Uh, yeah, and then Uncle Owen has that line where he's telling, uh, he's telling Luke, he's like, listen, uh, raiders are pillaging villages. Like, you know, he just tells Luke. Tuscans. Tuscan raiders are on the scene. And uh, the only line Luke has is, I'm not afraid, which is exactly what he tells Yoda on Dagobah when he goes to Phase Vader. We know how that turned out. I was waiting for Uncle Owen to say, you will be. be." Oh, my gosh. He didn't. He didn't say it. No. So then we cut back to Ober Kenober. Uh, Yeah. He's peacing out. No, before that, he gives Leia Tala's holster. Oh, yeah. Right. (laughs) <laughs> she would have wanted you to have it. Yeah, yeah. that was uh, like, he's really? like, yeah. <laughs> and Leia's like, it's empty. He's like, well, I wasn't going to give you a blaster. You're freaking 10 years old. Well, he was like, yeah, I have this blaster. It's still covered in blood. Um, <laughs> Roken found it in the middle of a hallway that he definitely did not go back to after <laughs> she died there. Right. But yeah, by the way, here you go. Something about like Disney kind of trying to make meaning out of items that don't really have any meaning. Sure. So it's the holster now, and then it was the dice. Yeah, with Han. the Han dice. The Han and the dice sequels. was a fail, in my opinion. That was dumb. It, I wonder if it's like they're um, trying to do the Lord of the Rings thing, and they weren't where every, even real. Every sword and item is like precious and important. Has lore. It wasn't even like the actual dice either. It was like no. the force. You know what they should have done? They should have had a little bit of Ned B's oil dripping on the uh, holster. That would have been the final touch. That would have been really cool. Oh, my gosh. I would have cried. She could have added a couple more notches in there. Shoot. Or just like how in the first episode you see Luke with the uh, pod racer helmet on. Right. Leia's got Ned B's helmet on. <laughs> oh. Jeez. <laughs> Too soon. Gruesome. I am a princess so, of Obi-Wan Alderaan. dips. He takes off in this, uh, you know, escape ship, secondary pod thing. It wasn't an escape pod, but it was like a secondary ship within he, the ship. Before he goes, he tells, he calls out to Qui-Gon. He says, I have to end this master. Right. He, whether he dies or I do, right. it ends today. Yeah. Calling a shot. Yeah. Except we know that they and both survive, and then that never played into anything. Well, <laughs> yeah, the best, the best thing was I, I coincidentally watched the Patriot yesterday. Oh, and that's what uh, General Cornwallis says right before that uh, that climactic battle. He's like, "It ends today." Freaking dang! So I was like, "Dang, Obi Wan, are you about to do what must be done?" He's about to kill nope. the red. Nope. <laughs> yep, redcoats. So, I, do you guys know what planet that was? He goes no, to. They never said. Yeah, so and in it was. It was like. 
how lucky and convenient that there's a planet just chilling there. Right. Right. In, Ten seconds away. They uh, the Star Wars official account, I want to say, yes, posted a official poster for the new episode coming out in a couple days. Right. right. And it was Obi Wan and Vader fighting on Mustafar. Right. So they teased yeah. that they were yeah. going to fight on Mustafar again. Yeah. I think that that was like something that had to get changed. Maybe that was I'm a sorry. change. I'm pretty sure I heard that too. Because here's the thing, I and it piggybacks off of that. When it comes to, I mean, Disney's going to market this. That's their job. Right. But sometimes Disney just stop. Right. Because a they put out promo videos for the finale, and um, Duel of the Fates is playing in the background. So a lot of people think like, bro, we're going to get an Obi-Wan versus Vader duel of the fates in the background. No, we didn't get that. Right. Then they put out the promo with them on Mustafar. Oh my gosh, they're going to fight on Mustafar. Right. No, they didn't. And then everything that they were saying. Yeah, it's just a tease. When they even launched this show was revenge of the century. Revenge of the century. They're tweeting it. Revenge of the century. They're talking about the it. Saber duel of the celebration. Obi-Wan versus Vader. The rematch of the century. Rematch of the century, yeah. And um, Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold your horses there, buddy. I'm pretty sure that belongs to... uh... So anyway, rematch of the century. (laughs) I would venture to say it was only the rematch of the year, which is 100 times less important than the rematch of the century. So don't hype it up too much and then let us all down. Right. Do you understand how psycho these fans are? Kathleen Kennedy, you will have people at your door ready to fight you. Oh, my gosh. Fight club style. I pray for your health because I don't. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Well, um, anyway, so anyway, that was my tangent. The, uh, the thing that happened next was. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know, what's funny is that they're on the ship. And uh, I love how the Grand Inquisitor says the quiet part out loud. Right. Where he's like, you know, Veda, (laughs) are you sure we want to do this? Where you like shift everything away real quick to just like take this one guy down. Right. Sure. You want to do that? Can't we like send a fighter or like, you know, yeah, where were the TIE fighters? It's like, no, everything goes after him. Or maybe you get in your ship, Vader. Hey, Grand Admiral, pursue the rebels and i'll go after ober he didn't say that and then they got to the planet and he's like i will face him alone like, yeah. yeah sure so dude. you dragged sure all ever. of us here just so you <laughs> can yeah. go down there alone <laughs> Bro, your- i can come <laughs> with you we can do this <laughs> while you're doing your weekend errands like i'm trying to do my job over you here. guys stay here and watch yeah like what are they supposed <laughs> yeah. to do like okay can we leave and uh, maybe come pick you up later right there's no, a lot no, no. of people on that ship that i'm supposed to take care of right all right well uh, so Vader's messing up everybody. No, doing Grand job. Inquisitor, we need a season two. <laughs> <laughs> well, there they you must, go. They must escape. So yeah, they get on the planet ASAP Rocky. I mean, they're down there and it's just like, boom, Vader walks out of a ship. Kenobi is there and they're going to fight well, out well, in the open. My question, why the heck does Obi-Wan have Lola? Yeah. What is that? It was funny also, because... He can, it's also he can take Lola back. Oh, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. But of course. Okay, so I watched it again because I was unsure. He like pulls it out of his back pocket. I think it's because L- did Leia sneak that in so I think that that's he would have to return? Oh my it? gosh! Just like yeah. Leela. I mean, I don't. That's what I. 
made maybe sense as like an extra motivator. Like I have to get this back to lay. I have to survive. Right. Because, okay, so they start their fight. And what did you guys think? Well, the dialogue before the fight. Right. Is everything. Right. I was a little, everything. I was a little surprised they didn't have more to say to each other before they fought. Yeah. But I mean, again, it, it was simple and it was a callback to revenge of the Sith. So at least they had that going for it. It was again, that, that is where if it was an hour and a half, I feel like some of these issues. Yeah. Yeah. Be yeah. Fixed. I don't know why they should cut it short. Like just give us all the content. So what, what does Vader say? Vader says, have you come to destroy me? Obi-Wan. Did you come here to destroy me, Obi-Wan? And he says, I will do what I must. I will do what I must. Freaking yes. Freaking callback. I will do what I must. To episode three. And then and then the Vader Sith. says, Then you will die. Then you will die. Right. Then you will die. Which yeah. is too bad because the right line would have been, You, you will try. die. Oh, to get rid of the cause, then, because then, yeah, it would rhyme with the "you will try." You will try. This is the; these are the things; these are the little details. You know, what? I feel like we should be in the writing room because there's other things I'm going to say later that I'm really excited about, and it would have made everything better. And but I it, can't wait to say them. Even the first line was the same. The "Have you come here to destroy me?" Mm -hmm. It was kind of reflective of "You brought him here to kill me." Right? Yeah. It's oh my like gosh! What if he said the same thing, but it was about Lola? <gasps> Oh my god! <laughs> it was a it was a little reflective though of what he says to Ahsoka, and their meetup. Then you will die. Which, if you haven't seen Rebels, that's top five Star Wars moment. Top five Star Wars moment and top two Rebels moment. When what? When Ahsoka and Vader Ahsoka fight. faces off with Vader. Um, yeah, we will. But yeah, Obi Wan does the that. thing. He does the thing. He does the thing. What would what were we? What, what was it? <laughs> His lightsaber's on. She does the yes lightsaber twirl. Slay. Boom. He does the thing. It was sick. He did the thing. We were all waiting for the thing, and he did it. I was happy. Which I said, in the things I wanted to see in this show, I wanted to see the lightsaber twirl. He and gave he? us the OG Obi. gave it to me. OG Obi right there. You know what else he gave me? What did he give you? Obi-Wan on 11D going piss mode. He went god mode in this. It was amazing. That's exactly what I said I wanted to see. Yeah, it kind of was uh it went a little Dragon Ball Z there for a minute. Little <laughs> little Avatar the Last Airbender. Well, before care. we get to that point. So, him and Vader, I I really liked the choreography of the Vader Obi-Wan duel. Yeah. The pace was good, the striking was good, and it kind of leads to <laughs> Obi-Wan uses the force on this rock to try to fall on Vader. And Vader stops and he says, Your strength has returned. Your strength has returned. Which is basically saying like, in episode three when they faced, Obi-Wan was just a shell of himself. Right. He was completely disconnected from the Force. And he's, he's acknowledging like, Obi-Wan, your strength is back. You're, you're, it, this is more like yourself. But then he says, but the weakness remains. And as Obi-Wan is struggling to crumple this rock over Vader, Vader throws the rock like a thousand feet away. <laughs> yeah. And it just is this like, when it comes to this, this duel and in retrospect, looking at it, Obi-Wan has already defeated Anakin, it's over, Anakin at Anakin's peak, literally at the highest point he could jump like prime Anakin in terms of his lightsaber skill. When Obi-Wan defeated him on Mustafar, that was the best Anakin lightsaber duelist there ever was. And Anakin defeated, or Obi-Wan defeated him. So in this sense... Why? Why did he defeat him? 
I mean, I think because, because of Anakin's arrogance, his arrogance and his desire to prove himself. Yeah. Which, that, Cause that girl showed up and threw him off. Um, Padme. Oh yeah. That's what girls do sometimes. They throw you off. I think if there was another girl, that's why he should have brought back Lola. That would have really set him off. That would have really screwed the whole situation up. Dang. So I'll say this about this fight. That was a little bit weird. Bring it. <clears throat> I, I, we've talked about this before. I've, I, I'm kind of getting disappointed with the lack of confidence in like, if you got the choreography for a sword fight, just show it. Right. right. Instead of like cut, 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 cut. Yeah. Cut, you know cut, what though? That's kind of what. That's kind of what they and did. And that's like all shaky cam. That's kind of what they did in like watching Revenge of the Sith back. The yeah. Obi Wan Anakin duel is very choppy. It's true, and what's I I kind of am frustrated about that as well because you can watch behind the scenes where they had this, the whole thing was choreographed, a right. very elaborate fight. Right. And so it's a little. It's kind of a bummer when it just feel like the. The quality of what they're doing gets kind of handicapped For by sure. the editing. Yeah. And really, for for Hayden and Ewan, who it it's kind of a slap in the face of them because they did this nine minute stretch where everything's choreographed, yeah, and then it didn't matter. Like they could have just done it one minute at a time, sure. But so just like this podcast, ain't that the truth? <laughs> so, but like what I was gonna say is, Vader is not a good duelist at this point because he's so physically injured. His suit is not capable of what it could be. Because we know from the comics that the Emperor has severely hampered his suit and he's not given him like the most cutting edge suit to make him ultra, ultra powerful because he wants to keep Vader at his side and he doesn't want Vader to rise up and become more powerful. So Vader is not the best duelist, but what Vader does grow in is his power in the force. And it's like him channeling that anger. And that's like Obi-Wan just barely being able to break this rock over him and then him just tossing it a thousand feet. Vader is this uber force user, but really when it comes to hand-to-hand combat with a lightsaber, Obi-Wan has the edge. And that's kind of what we see in here, in this fight. So then- I loved what, it. There, there's actually a part I noticed uh, after throwing the rocks and stuff and hitting each other, whatever. There's a part where- they are separated a little bit, and Vader sets his stance like Qui-Gon. I saw that. And then, how does Obi-Wan respond? He sets his stance like Kylo. He mm. points his lightsaber at him. Right. I just thought it was cool. I, that I, literally I, means nothing. But I, <laughs> I, I like, noticed no, that's that. Qui-Gon. Well, part of it, we're watching this, and I'm waiting for Qui-Gon to show up at some point. Yeah. And we kind of theorize, like, does Qui-Gon show up to Vader during a battle? Like, is that how Obi-Wan defeats Vader? Because Qui-Gon shows up and changes everything. So when he did that, I said, oh, my gosh, that was Qui-Gon's stance. Is Qui-Gon going to show up? Right. He didn't. But I noticed that, too, and I liked it. But as soon as he says, like, um, you know, your, your strength has returned... But the weakness remains, and that's why you will lose. And then he force pushes the ground. Yeah, he just plows the ground with the force. He opens up this cavity in the earth, and Obi-Wan falls down. And Obi-Wan in this moment has the low ground. And I didn't like it. Yeah, Vader's standing over him. I was waiting for it. It's over. (laughs) No, here's I have the high ground. (laughs) Here's what they should have done, and it would have it would have taken there's a couple things they could have done. 
in this sequence because the whole motif of like Vader wants Obi-Wan to suffer. And in episode three, he drags him through the fire because he wants him to experience exactly what he experienced. And he wants him to suffer the exact way he did. Here's what Vader should have said. He should have said, go ahead, try, try it. it. Yeah. Instead of Don't try it. go ahead, try it, Obi-Wan. But Obi-Wan is the high ground. True. How <laughs> sweet would that have been if, like, Actually, he just, like, stands on a rock and just uses the force <laughs> to bring the rock way up? Well, <laughs> here's, what he, here's what I wish he would have done. I wish Vader would have said, go ahead, try it. Obi-Wan jumps, but he backflips. Instead of front flips over Vader, he backflips away from Vader. And that then what, what it would have done was it would have riled up Vader even more. And what they could have done in this sequence is gotten, like, vader noticeably more and more upset to the point where then towards the end he's so upset that he can't even control himself and he's so lost in his rage and he's so furious that he then is like makes grave errors and that's where obi-wan right. capitalizes because he's the master of defense form three which we learned last episode um so form, i wish they would have done I'm form that. two right you uh, are dookie. yeah dookie jam uh, jams yeah not dookie i don't no, I finally remembered what the best uh, rematch ever was. What? It's uh, it was uh, you guys didn't see the movie. It's the Northman. Mm. That movie has uh, two guys fighting each other to the death of Big Revenge Tale inside a volcano, kind of like Revenge of the Sith, except they're butt naked. Nice. That's how that movie ends. Just I so. disagree. Okay. The um, the best rematch is Rod versus Frank at the end. <laughs> That's right. That's true. Yeah. He beats the crap he out of him. He throws his head on the grill. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, we're watching. Uh, we stopped watching Star Wars and we started watching Dragon Ball Z. Well, um, hold on. No, before he put him in the ground. Yeah. Did you see what he did to him? No. How he got him on the ground? Pushed him. He hit him. No, he, with did a rock. The, he did the force. He, he did a rock force and quake. took his knee out. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like uh, when Obi Wan faced Savage in the Clone Wars, he uh. kept hitting his knee, and then when he finally went down, that's when he had the upper hand. That's right. Always going for it. The, was, I love that. Scene, always go for that the was cool. Knee. He takes his knee out. Yeah. Ugh. The choreography was done very was, well. Yeah. That's, Especially compared to what Disney has done overall with lightsaber duels, thank God that they they had Obi Wan and Anakin's fight. Well, worthwhile. do you see how they're adding that element of Rey and Kylo, where there it's the Kylo point and right. the force stopping the lightsaber? Well, then, just like Kylo and Rey. Oh so, so Vader puts Obi Wan in the dirt and then he just piles rocks on top of him, tries he, to bury him alive. Yeah, and he basically and then he walks away. See, that was see, dumb. That was, well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I thought it was kind of interesting. He the entire Fight. He's what he's keeps calling him Obi Wan, mm -hmm. and then only after I assume he thought he was dead, he finally called him Master. Master. Right. Yeah. There's still that part of Anakin, which hope leads Palpatine to the next doesn't part. find out you said that. Oh, Grand Inquisitor's gonna let him know. Yeah, Papa, he, Palpatine. Am I right? Papa. He um. So he buries Obi Wan, and then Obi Wan basically acquires power through. Through the power of friendship. No, here's... Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like, hey, uh, what did I write down? I said, uh, when emotion is lacking from a scene, just start playing random sound bites, I guess, right? Just <laughs> kind of do the thing. Yeah. No, I think... No, I think you guys are wrong. <laughs> no, I no was, this was great because... I liked it. This was his full circle moment. Yeah. Obi-Wan is internally like struggling with this fact that he failed Anakin. Right. Right when he left him on Mustafar, he said, 
you were my brother, Anakin. I'm whatever. I'm sorry. He says, I have failed you. Right. I have failed you. And he's crying and he leaves. Right. So he's living with that, that guilt that Anakin who went and killed all these kids at the Jedi temple who destroyed the Jedi order is still out there because of him. Yeah. Um, where was I going with that? Oh, wow. <laughs> Brother had some gas. I about that gas can about to blow. <laughs> He's been eating beans. Beans. <laughs> beans. Um, no, but it's that moment where Obi-Wan is buried alive with Anna, with Vader above him. Right. And he has these flashbacks of all those moments he failed Anakin. That's all the sound bites. And then it immediately cuts to Luke and Leia. Right. right before this fight with Vader, he promised Leia he would see her again. I right. promise I'll come see you. Yep. So he failed Anakin, and now he's got Anakin's offspring counting on him yeah. to protect Luke, to get Leia home, to go see Leia again. And it's that, I failed you, Anakin, and it's that motivator of, I'm not going to fail your offspring, your kids. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And I, I, like I said, I actually really like that scene. I was joking, but... He, uh, there's also this motif that keeps playing itself out throughout the series where Obi-Wan gets thrown back into the fight when he realizes the impact it has had on Luke and Leia. He sees the youngling in the hallway in episode four in the tomb hallway, and that's what like sparks him. And it, seeing the kids is what changes his perspective. So, to put it simply, through the power of friendship. He goes God mode. Piss mode. He just <laughs> turns it up to 11D. I, I thought Obi-Wan in this episode was 10 out of 10. Like I said, Vader last episode, 10 out of 10. Obi-Wan in this episode was 10 out of 10. I loved what they did yep. with his whole sequence. So he gets out of the pit. He gets all these rocks. And then he sneaks up he on just Vader. He blows these rocks off. Yeah. Like just channels the force and just... See, if you've I ever did... played Battlefront 3 or 2 where Anakin's got the repulse... Yeah. You could charge up the repulse and then send a force wave out. That's mm -hmm. what Obi-Wan does. He does. He repulses to all these rocks. So And then Vader stops. And, and then Obi-Wan It's <laughs> 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 like Vader, you didn't hear those rocks blow into the sky and then Yeah, I did not care for Vader just walking away. Like that was you bad. couldn't have sensed that he was still alive. To be fair, it was dark out. It was very dark. <laughs> This yeah, episode you can't was, even see anything. This episode was hard to watch. Why is everything happening at night? Well, the best is that it's you know it's it, we we've kind of neglected the fact that this isn't all happening in one take. This is like they keep cutting back between this and Riva at the farm, right? right. Which is also at night, and you right. can't see anything. Right. No. So that was bad. And it's almost like okay, here's another thing that they could have done to fix all this. Disney, you got to stop using those FX lightsabers. Yeah. Like the glow that they are producing it's is kind of cool, but like so just shoot in the daytime, it's, it's fine. It's too much. You, okay. Have you seen that meme of the guy? Yeah, it's like me watching Kenobi late at night. And it's just this guy like <laughs> blue light. It is. It's too bright. And then, like I said, it actually just before Vader force pushes the ground and creates that giant cavity, he strikes the ground with his lightsaber, and it bounces off the ground again. It's like if that was a true lightsaber, that would have cut into the earth. Right, and it. it they got to stop using these FX lightsabers. Whatever they were doing for all the movies in episode three, like just go back to that. Even if it's more work and post-production to add those effects in, it just looks and feels so much better. Yeah. 
I agree. So, um, but yeah, so they start fighting again. And yeah, you, you, and the you, choreography you, only ratchets up from here. Yeah. Well, you told us that they were going to have two more fights in the show, and no, and I was like, oh, oh, so this is their second fight. You got us, didn't dang. you? Disney? No, they said Deborah two Chow. more fights in the next season. I think. I hope not. They they said Obi Wan and Anakin will fight two more times. I don't know if they meant from that point on in season one. Maybe it's just mental. Or if they mean in season two, they're going to fight twice again. They mentally fight through the force across the galaxy. Because how are they? Well, we'll talk about that at the end. Maybe they have um, a battle of words. but Like a rap I, battle. I love the fighting they get back to. Obi-Wan is just straight pushing Anakin. He freaking sends him. He is in tune at an all-time high. Like, he sends Vader. He's at an all-time high in the force right now. And this is where you see, like, Vader is not, like, he can't move very nimbly. Like, right. he's not, like, agile. So he gets thrown by Obi-Wan into a rock, and he's like, Hugh! and, like, he can't do anything. And then and then this is where Obi-Wan just goes god mode. Yeah. And he lifts up every rock in the known galaxy <laughs> and throws it at Vader. And I think this was Disney saying, oh, well, we made Rey pretty powerful with the whole rock thing, so we better cover our bases and make Obi-Wan ultra powerful. That, and that's yeah. the theme, Disney covering their bases. Right. They got a little bit of a power creep problem, though. Yeah. Where it's like, you get you keep pushing the envelope, but you can never you can never close it down. You know? Right. I think though that is Obi Wan's moment. Yeah. He's sure. never gonna. He, that is sure. his, his. I mean, dude. Once yeah. Once taking it. Once you turn. Once you turn sixty, it's all over. Dang. It's done. You can't do anything else. I guess not. So he's pelting. He's got all these rocks. He's just starts smoking them, sending all these piss missiles, going piss mode. Yeah. God tier stuff. Man, I would love if you could come up with any other term than that. <laughs> <laughs> he's been eating beans <laughs> through the power of friendship he so my favorite <laughs> my favorite part they start fighting again yep. and vader like goes to like grab him or something yeah and obi-wan dodges it and grabs his hand yeah and they're holding hands <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> well did you notice that that a part of that fight was a direct almost exact same choreography as the flashback scene they did um the other episode where it was like the flashback on them fighting in coruscant yeah it, there was actually i think a back-to-back -back. it was like yeah. literally right remove the exact same thing yep yeah Good parallels. i noticed that those were good things that disney did there you go. New um, and exciting things. While they're holding hands, though, yep. Obi-Wan slices his chest plate. <laughs> At this well, point, you're like, oh. No, oh. He, he butts it with the back of it, with the pommel of his hilt. Oh. Punches it like five times. Yeah, I was like, can you just like use the other the other part right. that's designed for <laughs> cutting things? <laughs> well, eventually he did, to be fair, but it was yeah. a little yeah. bit silly of like, dink, 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 yeah, dink. He just like, he's elbowing him in the face and then boom. Elbow, boom, boom, boom. I think he did it five times. And then Vader is struggling to breathe. You hear that classic. And then, <laughs> yep. That was pretty good. I'm that happy was with that. Good. And then he cuts his Cut mask. It. He yeah. cuts his mask Before open. Before that, what does he do? He slices him in the back. Nope. Yeah, what does he, did. he do? Guys, how did you miss what do you this? Mean? He sliced him in the back. For half a second, right before he goes to hit him in the face, he spots a rock. Oh my gosh. That's about one foot higher than Vader. <laughs> there we go. He jumps on the high ground <laughs> and then jumps and slashes Vader's helmet open. Vader should have seen it coming. He should have went for the head. He took that was a that was definitely an Avengers moment. 
That's kind like, of yeah, a Morbius cut, move, like, honestly. You, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> you, it cut, is. <laughs> you cut the mask open. You should aim for the neck, but hey. He cut the mask open, and we see Anakin. It was yeah. great. It was kind of cool. That, that whole, the whole rest of that scene, wonderful. Absolutely insane. I loved it. The, then the dialogue begins, and this is where Obi-Wan is just crying. Yeah, because he's... As was the audience. Vader just became humanized because you right. can see Anakin's face. This is where Obi-Wan takes a step back and is like, Anakin, which is exactly what Ahsoka says when she cuts Vader's face open. That, that parallel? Oh, I love it so much. They did well. Anakin. Anakin. Ahsoka cuts Vader's face open, his mask, and their dialogue between Anakin and Ahsoka. And the dialogue is like probably my favorite dialogue in all of Star Wars. Chronologically, is it does this does that happen after this? Yeah. Okay. I think so. Yes. Um basically he says Ahsoka first. Right. And then she's like, oh my gosh, she heard it in Anakin's voice. So that's where Ahsoka comes to the realization that this Darth Vader guy is Anakin. Uh, which is the moment that I hoped Obi-Wan would get. I hoped that that was the moment where like he's just facing this menacing uh, you know thing. And then he finds out, oh, my God, this is Anakin. We didn't get that because Reva spoiled all that. But we did get this amazing moment and this back-and-forth dialogue where he stops and he tears up and he says, I'm sorry. Yeah, he says, Anakin, Anakin, I'm sorry. I'm for sorry everything. For everything. Yeah, for everything. And that's when Anakin hits him with the hard truth. I am not your failure, Obi-Wan. You didn't kill Anakin Skywalker. I did. You've got half half of Vader's face is Vader, and the other half is Anakin, and they switch while he's talking. His Vader yeah, yeah, yeah. emulator is yeah. cutting in and out. You hear Anakin's voice, and then you hear Darth Vader's Which, voice. Oh, it was such a great job on Deborah Chow. Freaking well done, like, actually. That was the software that they used to uh, AI fake James Earl Jones's voice was falling apart. Maybe that's why. And they're just like, all right, just throw it in that. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, it's not working anymore. We can't get the, we can't get the render to work. And they're like, okay, I'll just uh, figure it out. Just mess with it. So Obi-Wan says, I'm sorry. And he's crying. Anakin looks at him and Anakin's voice says, Anakin is gone. And then it's Vader's voice saying, I am what remains. remains. And Obi is crying, saying, I'm sorry. And then this, all this small detail. Ooh. Bring I, could, home. I could kiss Deborah Chow. You should. I Chow, could kiss Chow. her. Anakin is looking at Obi-Wan talking, and while he's talking, his eye is turning golden brown. Mm. You see the dark side like being channeled in Anakin. Mm. That detail is everything. You're a golden brown eye kind of guy. I just want to see well, golden brown when they're tapping into the dark side. What about when he says... It's more of like a fiery yellow. Yeah. Does sure. he does is it the order he says because this is actually the best Darth Vader dialogue in the whole show. Easily. Does he says um he says, I am not your failure Obi-Wan. Right. I didn't kill Anakin or you didn't kill Anakin, I did. Yeah. I was right. like, dude, cut to that scene from Goodwill Hunting. It's not your fault. It's not your fault. Right. It's not your fault. That's what I was getting the vibes of. Yeah. And that's when Obi-Wan... That's when Obi-Wan comes to grips. With tears in his eyes, he says, then my friend is truly dead. Pause. Parallel alert. Ahsoka, when she faces Anakin, she comes to the realization. She says, then my master is truly dead. 
Cut. No. Parallel. When Luke faces Darth Vader and he comes to the realization that his father is gone, he says, then my father is truly dead. Why don't you my hit that table? Is truly yeah. dead. My friend Just is truly dead. The my, table. my father is truly <laughs> dead. This is what I wrote down in my notes. This is the trifecta where you've got his apprentice couldn't get through to him. Mm. Cuts his helmet. You see Anakin. Pause. Apprentice Ahsoka. His apprentice cuts open his right eye. His master cuts open his left eye. Yep. His son is able to remove his entire Third helmet eye. at the oh. end. Right. Which oh, is Deborah Chow, which is you symbolic darling. of Ahsoka could only get half of Anakin. Mm. Obi-Wan could only get half of Anakin. Right. It wasn't the half that they needed. It was Luke being able to take off his whole Vader right. persona right. and talking right to 100% Anakin. Yeah. It's... Film uh, magic, yeah. Film magic. So wizardry. So you're saying they couldn't get. You're through watching him. Disney Channel. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying they couldn't get through to him. Yeah, sounds and like that, sounds like the lightsaber could. The, Ooh, <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> Pause. So I was saying, like, what would what would have made this fight a couple notches better? High ground scene that I mentioned. Also, I wish Obi Wan would have mentioned Padme's name. If he would have said something along the lines of, like, is this what Padme would have wanted? What if Padme saw you like this? Before this emotional dialogue, if he said something about Padme to take Vader from a 9 to a 10 to a 37 ticked, yeah. I feel like that would have pushed that, that whole fight to a, a new level that would have been a little bit better. Um, what else was I going to say? I can't remember. Something. I never got to finish what I was saying about Ahsoka. Sorry, I got pumped about um, it. Well, not all of us have seen that scene, Dave. So the dialogue, <laughs> I think the dialogue between Ahsoka and Anakin is the best dialogue in Star Wars. Yeah. Because she calls out to Anakin and uh, basically Anakin says, Anakin's dead. Right. And Ahsoka just looks at him and says, then I will avenge his death. Oh my mm. gosh. And it's just like, revenge is not the Jedi way. I am no, no Jedi. <laughs> oh, that is the best scene when she ignites her lightsabers. <laughs> Which I can't even comprehend how that works. <laughs> Think about it. You've got two lightsabers. How does opening it like that make sense? Wouldn't it I just blast your hand? Or I don't no, know. No, it's just the angle she did it. It made it look cool. Filoni knows. Uh, Sounds we'll really lame when to me. we have him on. Well, anyway, <laughs> this is where Obi Wan gets his uh, groove back. Not his groove, but <laughs> that thing he's been struggling with just came full circle. Like, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. not his fault anymore. Yeah, big true. Just like in Moon Knight. Just like in Moon Knight, when Stephen <laughs> finally lets for it go, forgives himself. For his yeah. brother's death. Yeah. Obi-Wan Obi forgives, forgives himself for his brother's death. Just like in Goodwill Hunting, where Goodwill forgives himself for, for the abuse he went yeah. And then <laughs> for hunting. Uh, I've never seen it. I've never seen it either. So. I know exactly what scene you're talking about. I've seen the scene, but that boy hunted. You basically watched it in the Obi Wan fight with Vader no. today. Well, I just want to say that uh, it's really important that we. You know, stop talking about Darth Vader and, and Obi-Wan. Stop that. And we cut to the next scene, which is more important. Right. right. 
because Reva has a bone to pick with some random little kid that she knows almost nothing about. Right. <laughs> and she is hellbent on getting there and finding him and I guess just chopping him up. Yeah, right. she's... You yeah, called that, Sean. She invades the Lars's homestead. And Baru and then, is strapped. This is where Baru is like... Ride or die. Bring it. Dog, I've been waiting. <laughs> um... Yeah, so they start fighting. Reva's, <laughs> Reva's deflecting everything and anything. And uh, she gets a 1v1 with Owen. And Owen's got this, uh, like, staff. And he's like, what do you want? <laughs> what, what's your deal? What do you even want it was doing the, here? It was the girder he used. Luke used to stop the walls from caving in, remember? Mm, yeah, yeah. You're right. That's what it was. <laughs> and he's just like, yeah. Bro, what are you, what are you, what are you doing? I don't even know you, She mister. just looks at him. Justice. <laughs> For what? For what? Yeah. What did my kid do this they time? Did, see, like, they did a good job of giving Reva just enough information to get her on Tatooine, but then she has inferred that Luke is... Who? Yeah. Does she know that's Anakin's son? Exactly. There's no way. The way she's talking, it sounds like she knows. How would she know that? Exactly. She's Before like, Before I die, I'm going to kill the next person's name I hear. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there it is. Oh, and I got to find this guy. <laughs> Could have killed, like you could have killed the guy at the water stand. You could, I mean, if you have to kill, if that's what you got to do. Be, okay, so that's where that would make sense. Is Anakin killed all her friends as kids? Right. She's gonna go and kill Anakin's kid. Right. Sure. But you don't know that's Anakin. There's no way. Yeah. Reva how did you know that's Anakin's? Kid. How did she connect those dots? Here's my favorite part of that whole sequence, though. Owen fights back a little bit. He <laughs> he sticks his thumb in her wound. <laughs> And I'm going to make a meme. Talk dumb, get the thumb. <laughs> true. Uncle Owen gave her the thumb. Right to the gut. And that's like the only way that, I mean, really, he's cornered and she has a lightsaber. So the fact that she's almost mortally wounded is really the only way that any of this makes sense. Right. Because otherwise she would have just diced him up. Right. But well, no, it's we like, all know his fate. Well, the thing is, we're like, we're describing the two events separately, but they keep cutting. This is right. And so it's like every time you go to every time you go to Luke or uh, Vader and Obi Wan, it's like, oh no, please, I want to go back to watching Owen throw boxes at that lady. <laughs> yeah, he throws a box at her just like haphazardly. That was weak. But yeah, she gets past Owen, that one. and Owen's like, Baru, she's coming. She opens the door, and Bruce straight up dashes her in the punches. Baru, the MVP of this episode. That was sweet. And then she just like she, she tosses, just tosses her to the side. Yeah, she tosses Brute. Luke is scurrying out the out the ceiling to get away. He knows I just have to run. Um, so he starts running. Well, the funny thing about that was uh, as soon as they were like doing their whole fight and they're like kind of getting prepped and ready, I'm like, okay, well, hey Luke, remember that time you were ten years old and there was that lady who really just wanted to kill you out of nowhere? <laughs> you remember that? Did that ever come up again? So it's it's funny because. Then Owen and kind of Brew set him down like, oh, you know, Tusken Raiders are on their way. I'm like, ah, okay, Disney. Sure, that's an explanation. There you go. Mm. But then 
vilify the Raiders. We know that they're a peaceful people. Yeah, but then it's like break into. But then here's Reva with lightsaber ignited, breaking into the shed with <laughs> Bruce clocks her across the face, and or Luke just skimpers out of there. I'm like, I hope okay. you like pain. Yeah, like okay. Luke well, should have turned around like and said, pain. "You don't look like a Raider." <laughs> yeah, I'm like, okay. Well, there goes the whole Tuscan yeah subplot. Yeah. Hey, Luke, remember that time at Crazy Later with a glowing red lightsaber? Really sword glowing. Thing? It was glowing chased, really bright. Chased you in the middle of the night. You remember that? Are you sure it wasn't a nightmare? You get amnesia? Like, <laughs> I don't know. These are just the little things that's like, you know, Disney. It would have been pretty easy to not kind of screw this up retcon wise, but whatever. Well, I will say at least they learned from their mistakes and they made a chase scene with a 10 year old more believable because Reba is really wounded. Yeah, he doesn't get very far. She can't, he doesn't get very far, but also she can't run very fast. So right. it's like, okay, thank you. Because that whole sequence with Leia and episode one was brutal. Yeah, episode one. Yeah. That was rough. So yeah. this was like, okay, this makes sense. Reva can't really run, but she does catch up to him. She uses the force to pull him Actually, down. Actually, yeah, that was another thing. I was like, hey, Luke, remember that time that lady was chasing you to try to kill you? And then she like just chucked a bunch of rocks at you with her mind. Using the, yeah. You ever, you ever, you ever think about that sometimes, Luke, growing she up? Like, yoinked what happened you down there? the rocks with the air. Yeah, you know, she just force mysticals. pulls him down. And then he just passes him out. out. She, he passes out, and she is standing over him ready to just dice this 10-year-old kid up. Same. When Sean called it, she has this realization of, like, am I becoming the very thing that I was afraid of? She There's this flashback of Anakin, and she's standing where Anakin was standing, and then she's looking at Luke, and Luke becomes her as a little girl, and she's realizing, oh, my gosh, this is exactly like Order 66. Am I becoming the very thing that I swore to destroy? Yes. Oh my gosh. So then she doesn't kill Luke. She carries him back. Meanwhile, Obi-Wan, he ditches Vader. Yeah. He says, so he had his realization. Anakin's gone. Right. And he looks at him and says, goodbye, Darth. Mm. He just calls him Darth. Yep. So he doesn't call him Anakin Which anymore. Is exactly what he refers to him as in A New Hope. Yep. And then he just walks away. <laughs> Well, at this point, Anakin's face... Sometimes you just got to walk away, Dave. Face is cut open. His breathing apparatus is just pommeled to bits. Yeah, but like how are you about to tell Master Qui-Gon that it ends today? Either I die or he does. Hey, hey. But I'm this, hey, this hey, is going down. Hey, sometimes that's not the way. Once he saw Anakin... Sometimes this is the way. <laughs> sometimes you got to leave him... You got to leave them... Knowing you showed them mercy. Well, that's and where, that is like burning coals on their soul. That, yeah, that's that where Obi Wan's dialogue with Reva kind of connects all the yeah, dots. Except for those stormtroopers, they didn't get to live. Obi Wan senses Luke's in trouble and just he kicks it into hyperspace. Well, that's where it didn't make a couple things. Vader's starship is in that system still, so Obi Wan <laughs> must have flew to the other side of the planet, then jetted, because otherwise they would have seen him. Also, why does his small little cruiser ship have? hyperspace capabilities and if that also well, the plot can happen right okay fair enough better question <laughs> better question they specifically show these their ships obi-wan and darth vader flying down to that planet right and i'm like but you could just flown why why land on the night side it could have just been daytime right and yeah. then and then like Owen is talking to Baru about, you know, that this lady's going to come and attack him. And, and then Baru says, well, she's going to come at night. And I'm like, but, 
But why? <laughs> like she doesn't need to. So her her lightsaber can really glow yeah. So it can red. glow in the dark, and it's just easier to shoot this stuff in a dark set. I guess so. That was a little bit sad. We'll have to ask Especially Deborah because Chow, when you're fighting, with the the two fights are cutting back and forth, and they're both just at night, and you can't. Like they don't and, visually even feel distinct. Can't see a they want, thing. It's like they're almost at the same stakes. Speaking of dark, it's like Obi Wan, Anakin, all the context behind them. They're fighting. And you got Reva trying to kill an unconscious ten year old. Right. <laughs> like, well Big Yikes. Let's just stick with Obi-Wan Invader. <laughs> yeah. So we get Reva carrying unconscious Luke back. And she sets him down and What was the up. parallel there? I don't care. <laughs> it was when uh it was when uh C three PO was carrying the no. little dead Jawa body. No. But Anakin's carrying Shmi. Oh, I don't right. know about back that. Back to the Lars. Back estate. to the Lars. Here's the difference. I like my I like my theory better. Anakin carrying back a dead body when he chose hatred and he chose murder. He had murder on the mind. Reva carrying back an alive Luke when she chose not murder and redemption. Parallel, but different. Different sides of the coin. Right. Riri gets her redemption that Sean knew she would. I don't know about that. Here's, here's what I'll say about that whole thing. Uh-oh. I kind of wished that Reva going to the homestead was done with totally different reasons. I wanted her to, because the, the beginning of the show, right? Right. They're on Tatooine. You introduce the Inquisitors showing up in this random village, and you immediately start drawing the lines, right? The factions. There's the civilians, and then there's the Inquisitors, right? Right. And the Inquisitors are after the Jedi. But within the Inquisitors is Reva, who's like not like the rest of them, and she's got a chip on her shoulder, and they don't trust her, and they're upset with her arrogance. And she's spicy. Yeah, they don't like her. So I'm thinking the end of that show should be her having her confrontation finally right. with the Inquisitors. It doesn't have to be the Grand Inquisitor, but you got the, what is he, the fifth brother? Fifth brother. And then the... But we know that he eighth, gets, he gets eighth killed eighth lady by and, So I kind of felt like... You could have had a rematch where they're the ones trying to kill Luke or something, and she goes to defend him. Yeah, that would have been cool. I like that. That would have been a good redemption, or they could have done what I wanted. The pace at which Obi-Wan and the haste at which he arrives on Tatooine. Yeah, he needed like 30 seconds. And then everything gets de-escalated very quickly, like, where's Luke? Where's Luke? I was Is he, I'll check the Desert Sea. And then it's like, oh, wait, there he is. Reva's bringing him back. Reva's well, bringing him back. What's going on Right, here? no, Reva just walks up, and the three people that are tasked to protect Luke, his three protectors, are watching as this lady that's been swearing she's going to <laughs> kill all of them yeah. brings this body back, right. drops it, and goes... Couldn't do it. And they're all just standing there, and it's like, well, thank God. Do what? <laughs> like, nobody says a word. I thought Obi-Wan was going to grab her with the force and be like, you stay right there. Like, just pin her up into the sky. Right. See, uh, Obi-Wan just came from being God mode, and then he just, like, everything is de-escalate. Okay, I think we're good here. Oh, Reva, you brought him back. You chose life. Well, she, uh, thank you. then she starts having, like, a little breakdown and starts actually crying and stuff. And I'm like, you know what? This is a, this could be a really powerful. No. Well, I was gonna say this could be a pretty, this could be a powerful moment of true catharsis for her character if it wasn't immediately preceded by her just dis- doing the most basic level of human decency and not cutting a little ten year old boy in half. Right, right. I couldn't do it. 
It's like, well, yeah, nobody should, <laughs> you know? <laughs> you psychopath. Are you like, gosh, lady? Well, it's, it's like the idea of like, you feel like redemption. For somebody to earn redemption in a story, it should be congruent with the level of transgression. Mm-hmm. And so it kind of feels like Reva's getting a little spoiled here. Yeah, I would say so. They're giving her the Disney treatment. Yeah, I would They're say so. They're giving her the season Sur- two treatment. Survives Order 66. Survives Vader stabbing right. her. Disney Just likes Riri. I could survive that. I wanted her to. I thought she was going to die. I thought Obi Wan was going to show up and mess her up. I feel like she was supposed to. She. I don't know though. I mean, or Brew just like puts her down. Oh, geez, straight to I the. I wonder dome. if she was supposed to blast her to the dome. <gasps> they confirmed a season two, and with all the hate Moses Ingram got, they gave her more of an important role. Maybe they pulled an Uno reverse on what they did with Rose Tico. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> they just take Rose out of the question. Rose just like <laughs> faded into existence. Poor Rose. Poor Rose. Um, so then, yeah, Reva has the dialogue with Obi Wan, and he basically she says like, "Did I fail them? Did I fail all of my youngling companions who were slaughtered by Anakin because I didn't slaughter his son?" Which again, how do you know? I don't that? know if she knows. Does that. she know that? I didn't kill this kid, so did I let my compadres down? And Obi Wan says, "No, you honored them by choosing." life and choosing mercy Showing which, yeah. which kind of reflects and she throws her lightsaber into the sand where all lightsabers go to die i guess so just ask ray skywalker about that so that like parallels why he walked away from vader sure he chose mercy in that yeah. moment then what does obi-wan say to her like now you're free who who we you become are. now is up to you who you become in season two is up to deborah chow <laughs> right or the fans Oh, don't give it up to the fans. Based on how they react. So he says to her, now you're free. We both are. And I'm like, from what? <laughs> what are you talking about? Vader's still out there. Yeah, how are you free? I don't understand. Grand Inquisitor is there. She's dying. Oh, free from there. <laughs> they're, okay. They're, She's dying. They're inner demons. Oh, shoot. You're right. Reva was struggling with. Yeah, they're free from their inner demons. Good for her getting rid of those inner demons um, after all those people got killed by her. So then the last few minutes wrap up. We cut to Mustafar, Vader's castle. Right. He's FaceTiming with Palpatine. He's doing, he's doing, a, little, <laughs> he's doing a little post-mortem with Palpatine. And Palpatine looked whack. Dude. After, he looked old after, AF. He looked bad. After action report. It was more of a uh, original trilogy look. He looked Just rough. Just keep the hood over his face yeah, they at should've. that point. That was whack. He should have. He looked a little rough. You know what I liked about that scene, though? Is that Sidious called him friend? <laughs> I was like, yeah. Yeah, I was like, oh. You look troubled, friend. Sidious calls him friend. I See, that's why that. that's why Vader and Palpatine are bros. Darkseid ain't so bad. Yeah. Yeah. You know Literally, sh- his only friend is Sidious, <laughs> if you think about it. And he's not really, I mean, he's pretty manipulative. It's a toxic relationship. You got to get out, Vader. Go back to Ober's. He treats you with mercy. I almost like that that scene, too, was like, if you really think about the logic of the scene, like, okay, it's cool to get Palpatine back for just like one little tiny scene. But also if you think about it, it's like, here's Palpatine desperately trying to iron out Darth Vader's motivations before the movie. Sure. A new hope. It's like, Hey, let it go, man. Let it go. No, seriously. Just like, Hey, let it go. Don't, <laughs> don't keep, don't carry this with you anymore. Cause you don't got uh it won't make sense. Right. What Disney, I'm surprised they didn't do just to tease the Ahsoka series coming out is they should have had Thrawn. Ooh. Somehow in the background of that FaceTime, of him, maybe just like when they first pop up with the FaceTime notification, 
maybe Thrawn turns and walks away, like him and Palpatine had just had a conversation, but maybe they haven't cast or shot anything with Thrawn yet. I don't think Thrawn's even a part of the Empire at this point. I don't think Thrawn's actually happening. Thrawn's gone. I think Ahsoka series gets canceled. You would canceled. know you read the book. I mean, this is before. No, that's before. All just that. before Rebels. Wait, there was a Thrawn. Oh, is this yes. a is this a Legends right. book? Or no? I don't know. No, it's is canon. It canon. It's how Thrawn earns his way into the ranks of the Empire. Oh my gosh, it's actually pretty good. He probably does a bunch of noble and like virtuous things to do it, huh? No, he manipulates his way in. Yeah, it's weird. Just like you, wouldn't, Daddy. you wouldn't expect that. So. So right after this scene, immediately we have uh, it's actually uh, Alderaan, Leia, Leia back uh, back in action, suiting up. She's in got the leather boots. Garment. She's got the holster. She's got the bunned Buns. up hair. I'll uh, Empire. No, not Empire Strikes Back. Return of the Jedi. I was or, gonna say like Padme, but I don't actually pay attention to girls' hair that much in those movies, to be honest. She's yeah, got I the same know. hair as uh, Endor, Padme, Leia. Endor what? <laughs> um so they her and her mom have a little bit of a a little catch up. Is that a holster? Oh my gosh, is that a holster? You saucy dog. Yeah. Um she I love <laughs> she's like I love it or something. And then um and then they she get, shows up. Yeah, she kind of goes out to the landing pad and meets uh a mystery guest and she's like is it another cousin or whatever and it's Obi-Wan. But more important than that, Dave Lola is it's back. Lola. Lola. That's kind of the reason that whole scene exists. Remember when you told David not to get in a relationship with droids? It's true. And remember how Obi-Wan was like, I don't seem to recall ever owning a droid. Because <laughs> he gets rid of him as soon as he can, every chance. Yeah. He, he yeah. doesn't want to hold on to him. I wasn't here for episode eight, but you guys did a great job, and I was dying laughing at your um, your was, assumption that basically all the droids from episode one that get blasted on the Naboo fighter all had families and a backstory and names. Yeah, if you think about it, it, it that's probably the Jedi way is to just like really like don't even don't not love people, don't love <laughs> droids. It's not worth it. It's gonna just lead you down some dark paths. What if you could prove that it's actually the main character's love for droids that leads to the dark side? Anakin thoughts. Probably. No. It's probably Kylo accurate. Ren. Kylo Ren? Yikes. So another little minor uh, <laughs> filmmaking thing that was kind of funny about this scene is there's a there's a moment where uh, Bail Organa is delivering one of his lines, and so the camera very intentionally it, like dollies into him. Mm-hmm. Like the camera's literally got to move towards him. And then it cuts to the reverse shot of Obi-Wan like responding Except that shot doesn't have a dolly, so they like just digitally zoom in on. Which I thought was kind of funny. Literally nobody knows yeah, that but you. <laughs> well, it's just those, it's just like those little things of like, okay, you're in the editing suite, and it's like, oh crap, we didn't. Uh, all right, I'll just zoom in on that shot. <laughs> it's like, are you sure you need to do that? It's like that, you know. The, somebody, some people might catch that and think it looks a little bit cheap. Yeah. Look. <laughs> We've blown $25 million on this episode already. <laughs> We're on a time crunch now. All right. Um, so then, like I predicted, Obi-Wan and Leia have this big emotional farewell, and he goes into, he's like, listen, last we talked, I said I didn't know your parents, but here's the truth. He says you're, I don't know, a bunch of comparisons. Yeah, he, he, t- he says she's, uh, she kind of gives quali- he gives her qualities that remind him of his mom and her mom, and then... Quality she has that remind her, remind him 
of her dad. I thought that was really sweet. That yeah, was, that was sweet. cool. I only was a little disappointed because in, in hindsight, I'm like, well, you know, this whole scene is just shot on, you know, that I think we talked about it in that last episode, like the volume is called the, the giant LED s- stage they yeah. create. It's starting to get a little bit apparent because you see so many scenes where it's like, it's just two characters <clears throat> talking to each other. And just a big open empty area. Yeah. Right. And so I was like, you know, they could be doing anything. They could be sitting at a table. They could be, I don't know, in a garden. And like anything in the set, but they're just on a flat ground with like clearly just background, background yeah, behind them. So, right. but still, I mean, that on its own, that dialogue was really nice. Yeah. I like that Leia said to him, I think you need to sleep. Yeah, that was weird. And I was like, dude, <laughs> well, I was like, same, girl, same. I think I'm rest you. would have been a better word. No. Go to bed. She's no, ten. trust me. <laughs> Go to bed. You, Go to bed. I think you. I'm need running sleep. this. <laughs> I think you need sleep. I am a princess of Alderaan. Have you ever seen that? No. The little kid. Oh yeah. So anyway, um, I thought all this dialogue was going to take place on Tatooine. That was a massive overreach by my part, because I said that Bail Organa sure. was going to Tatooine. Yeah, but and it was better. Didn't. Yeah, but Hang on. you yeah, know what? Think though? about that. He didn't. I, I think Ro- I never thought about yeah. that until just now. Bail Roken, Organa. I thought through this. Roken and his ship probably got comms out to Bail Organa to say we're bringing her to Alderaan, stay in Alderaan, or Haja Estri. Yeah, Bail's Maybe. a liar. <laughs> He's a liar. He always has been a liar. Reva got there a lot quicker than he was going to get there. Riri got how? Why? She doesn't have to. She's fast. She's fast. She's got tricks. Um, Tricky girl. So there's a great line where, <laughs> well, do you guys think that like Obi-Wan and Leia will get to see each other again in season two? Yes or no? Yeah. And then he's going to yeah. mind wipe her and she's going to forget everything. Oh! <laughs> well, because, well, because there was, there was one line he, she said that I couldn't get over. She's like, well, I ever see you again, which is again, a parallel to Anakin says that to Shmi, his mm. mom, right before he leaves. Um, and then I was thinking Obi-Wan should have said, Yes, briefly. You watch me get cut in half a couple dozen <laughs> yards away. That's it. Yeah, I'm sure there's going to be. You should make the meme before anybody else does. Oh, my gosh. Talk dumb, get the thumb. Talk dumb, get the thumb. <laughs> the princess of Alderaan. I thought that, too. Like like, not really, but I will be there in the background. Yeah. Luke will be the only one who really sees me die. You'll run by. Yeah, you'll, keep, you'll just keep running and tell him it's too late. You'll kind of forget all about me. All right, well. Okay, sounds good. I can't believe he's gone. I have nothing to say about him. <laughs> <laughs> There's um, no emotional attachment in this moment. And then, of course, it's like, hey, cut cut, cut short the grieving, guys. We got TIE fighters on our butts. Right. Action scene, go. Now we're just getting into a new hope. Well, that's what they want, isn't it? They want you to think about the next movie. I guess so. They don't want you to think about season two. Or the next scene. <gasps> oh, my Which God. is... Obi-Wan going to Tatooine. Obi-Wan cleaning out his yeah. cave. <laughs> and yeah, he's cleaning up his home. Moving on up. He grabs the toy. Grabs the ship toy that we see Luke, Luke playing with. Episode four. That Obi- that Owen was like, we don't want this ish. Get out of our lives, Ben. I love that line that, that, was, that Baru has. Wait, no, no, no. He says that in the earlier in the season. Yeah. Now Owen sees Obi-Wan a little differently. Their relationship has mended a little bit. Much like I predicted in our last episode. Yeah, because and he literally showed up when Luke, they thought, was dead. He didn't help. Right, he didn't do it. But anything. he just was there. I was going to say, though, I love that line from Amberu when they're, like, getting ready to fight. And he's like, well, what are we going to do? And she's like, it's just us. Ben's gone. 
thanks to you. <laughs> well, I forget exactly what she says. Well, what did she say? Like, uh, she said, was it him or her who said something like, we, we are all we need or something? Like she that. said that. She says that, yeah. It's like, dang, find you a, I'll take her right now. <laughs> find you a girl who says something like that too, right? Oh, man. So, yeah. So he comes back. He comes back to he, the Lars estate. Joel Edgerton is so, so, so good as Owen Lars, dude. I agree. Yeah. Just amazing. He was 10 out of 10 in this series. Hats off to him. Like, shout out to George oh, Lucas for casting that guy like 20 years ago. <laughs> he knew. Yeah. He knew he would shine through years later. Literally 20 years ago because it was 2002. Attack of the Clones came out. Wow. Yeah. Dang. The boomers. 20 years. All right. Well, you, uh, look, you look antsy, David. What? They, uh, <laughs> they, so, uh, so he meets Owen. Uh, at he the, shows back at up. The, yeah, at the at the farm, ostensibly to give Luke the toy. Essentially. Well, no, he basically tells him, "I'm not gonna watch over him as hard." What are you anymore. doing here? I'm gonna let him be a boy. He says, "I thought you were gonna keep your distance," and I will. And I will. I'm gonna let him be a boy. And then he goes, "Hey, bud." You want to meet him? <laughs> <laughs> and at this point, I thought he was going to say, like, no. Because in episode four, uh, Luke knows of Ben, but doesn't know him. Well, yeah. He, now he knows of him. Well, I was no, gonna, he literally meets him now. Well, yeah, no, he, like, knows of him. He's not, like, buddy-buddy with him. But he's like, yeah, I met that guy here's one time, her, Here's I how I think you could actually justify that. And I'm not, I don't like to get in the habit of trying to, like, justify retcons. But you could insinuate, like, a 10-year-old boy briefly meeting this weird hermit who's like a neighbor, that wouldn't stick out too much to you. Right. And then technically, if you watch A New Hope, when he sees Ben Kenobi for the first time in that movie, it's when he gets knocked out by the Tusken Raiders, and then he gets woken up by Ben, and he does know who he is. He mm. recognizes him, so it's like, Ben? Ben Kenobi? Okay, yeah. Right. That's right. Yeah. So, I mean, in theory, it's not completely illogical that Ben Kenobi was just like some random, right. almost like a... A neighbor, but you just don't see that. And often. how many neighbors do they have out there? They just got the Jawas and the Sand People, and that R two unit with a bad motivator just lying there dead. Furry creatures, those Jawas. Disgusting. What is? That? I can't abide those Jawas. So he meets Luke, and what does he say, David? Hello there. Hello there. Hello there. Hello there. He said the thing. He said the thing. We need Loved a. It. We need a sound drop that's just like. The sound of people cheering and going, he said the thing. <laughs> <laughs> Side note, I think he looked younger in all of these shots. I told you. Yeah. I think it's probably just the fact that it was daytime and the lighting was good compared to yeah. everything else in this episode. You're talking about Obi-Wan, right? Yeah, he looked fresh he and just young. just doesn't have gray hair. It's it's less gray than it was in Revenge of the Sith. I think you're right. And he was actually smiling a bunch. I mean, it's like you can tell weight he, is off his chest. He doesn't have any receding hairline. I mean, it's just like, come on. He looked spry. Come on. And then he really looks young. When he's on his way back, he's about to head through Beggar's Canyon. Which first, he's wearing an uh, like those goggles around his neck and that right. white, uh, what would you call it? Garb. Sure. Jedi stuff. Um, that is actually in the comics. He's wearing that exact same. There's a comic series about Obi-Wan. Interesting. And he's wearing that exact same outfit. They were kind of the same goggles, too, as almost as Rey. But Rey's were more of like, I think they were taken off of a Stormtrooper's helmet. His were more like going snowboarding on the Dune Sea. All right, so he's he's leaving, and then what happens, Dave? 
freaking Qui-Gon shows up. Force Qui- ghost. Qui-Gonials in the building. No, Qui-Gon turns. And it's just like, it's about dang time, dude. <laughs> Where have you been all episode? Yeah, he's like, oh, I was always there. You just weren't ready to see me. And I'm like, Disney, it sounds like you weren't ready. Right. Come on. Don't gaslight us. Right. Which you called it, David, because he, Liam Neeson did an interview where he said he wasn't in it. Which now Liam Neeson is in Tales of the Jedi animated show. He voices Qui-Gon. That's and a I, in our episode two, 99 Nerds episode two, and yeah. what we hope to see, I literally bet my life that Qui-Gon would show up. You did. So I'm really glad he showed I'm up. Glad I don't have to kill you. Yeah. The, uh, it was brief. I wish there was more of it, but there wasn't. And that's he, next episode. He just turns and says, we've got, we've got much to learn or what? I forget the exact phrase. A long way to go. Yeah. Got a long way to go. I'm like, yo, same. And I tell you what, I mean, seeing Liam Neeson next to Obi-Wan, Obi-Wan is like the old guy throughout this whole thing, but something about putting Liam Neeson's force ghost next to him, it just takes me back to Padawan Obi-Wan. Yeah. Do you it's think like Lee, he's just the you young th- Obi-Wan. Yeah. Do you think Ewan McGregor is older now than Liam Neeson was? Let's yeah. I think so. Yeah, for sure. But Phantom Menace was what? 1999? Yeah. Yeah. 99er. 47 years old. Dang. It's true. Lily? Who? Uh, Liam Neeson was 47 years old. And then Ewan McGregor? He's probably like 53. Four. He is uh he is fifty one. Wow, good call. Dang. Just like how uh Mark Hamill is old is older than uh was older than Alec Guinness uh in Last Jedi. That's right. Wow. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. That's cool. It all comes back around. Everything's a parallel. Goes around, comes around. Everything's yeah. a callback. Yeah. Well pretty cool. And I then- think they, they closed it all out well. I like I said, I really liked it. I didn't love it. They could have made the Vader Obi-Wan 10 times more epic just by adding a couple of elements. Total side note, because we recorded the episode five reaction so fast that there were some things I thought through. One thing that they could have done to make the Reva Vader encounter even better is imagine with me, Reva sneaks up behind him and what does she do? She ignites her saber to cut him down. That's dumb. That's like going for style points, which when you're trying to kill Vader, you don't go for style points. What you do is you shoot him with your lightsaber like a gun. Like Ezra, which we have not mentioned. Ezra's lightsaber might be the goaded lightsaber. It has a pistol on it. His lightsaber is a blaster. He can shoot and turn on a lightsaber. Which you see its full effect when Kanan faces off against the Grand Inquisitor. He freaking is shooting him left and right while hitting him with his lightsaber. Side note, though. Anyway, <laughs> so you don't you I'm don't. Pretty sure the, I'm pretty sure the best lightsaber idea is just to hold the thing up to their head and then turn it on. Real That's quick. what I'm saying. You shoot him with it. Okay. You put it to his back Kylo. and you turn it on. Kylo, you Kylo, put oink right into the Sith trooper's face. But so she. Yeah, but then all you think about it, maybe you're, all you're doing is stabbing him in the machine. Base. No, 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 no. Because this is what Vader does. She turns on her saber and Vader stops it from igniting. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That would have taken that Vader scene just another that notch is, of like that is a cool idea. Oh my gosh! And then he and pushes it back through. No, no, no. He's to ignite the other side, oh which kills God. her. <laughs> <laughs> so she tries to gun him with it. He stops it from igniting, but you see it like it's almost starting to ignite, and then it's almost like the crystal is destabilizing because it can't ignite. Kind of like what happens to uh, um, what's his name from Doctor Strange. When Wanda takes his mouth, 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, Black Bolt. Black Bolt. Black he Bolt. can't get the words out, so he just dies. It's almost like the lightsaber can't ignite, so the crystal is destabilizing. And that's when he moves out of the way and lets it ignite. Or it's like, like that girl I was telling you about in the Young Jedi Knight series whose uh, lightsaber was poorly constructed. Yeah. And it, yeah. it kind of turned off in her hand, and she lost her arm. She got her arm cut off. Yeah. So I feel like that... I, I thought about this like a couple of days ago. I was like, shoot, what if they would have done that? That would have that would have made like that sequence between Vader pulling the ship down and then their fight. That was my favorite sequence in terms of like OP Vader footage. Um, but it, it, it could have even been better. Yeah. See, this is where they need us in the writer's room. They need us. They need us. They need us. <laughs> I don't care what they use us for. We just, they just, they need, just us. need us. I would be. I can be a good boy. Reva would be giving I'm her not, voice lines, and I'm just like, Dave. see, that's the thing. It's like, no, we'll be <laughs> the, everyone. Stop! This is we'll all be the, we'll be the ones who are encouraging and positive on set. We'll be carrying ladders around in the background. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna we're gonna move. We'll move the ladder. Yeah, you, Steve, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I was just moving. I was just trying some. <laughs> so yeah, that was my fan theory. They should have done that. And they should have done what I said to improve the Vader Obi-Wan. So as a series, what would we rate this out of 10? I mean, if you average all my episodes up, it's probably like a 8.0, 7.9. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I loved it way more than Boba. You did. Boba sucked. Uh, I wasn't happy with Boba. Are you talking about the show or the drink? Because <laughs> Tea? Yes. <laughs> Wait, what is a boba drink? Exactly. You're so uncultured. Um, <laughs> I guess. I think it's just like it's, fine. it's tea made out of like fish eggs or something, right? Uh, I think it's no, they're like tapioca balls. Same. Same. Same thing. Um, so what would you rate it, Dave? I'd probably give it an eight out of ten total. Okay, that's cool. And then you said eight out of ten. Like Seven point nine. I'm gonna give it a six out of ten. I knew you would. Sorry. You slut. Three out of five. <laughs> I can't say Three that. out of five. Okay, that's all right. <laughs> Three out of five. Yes. Now look. Three out of the five episodes were you good. You might remember what I gave the Rise of, uh, Rise of Skywalker. I don't. I don't even remember. I think it was a solid two or oh. out of five, maybe. I, I will say this. One thing about Sean is this Hey, dude, I liked it better than Jurassic World Dominion. <laughs> dang. This dude freaking nails it right from the get. Like, walking out of the theater, he will tell you if a movie was good or not. I walked out of Rise of Skywalker thinking, like, there was some sweet parts in that movie. And then, Aww. like... Three days later, you're like, that might be the worst movie ever made. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas Sean knew right from the get, he was like, guys, I didn't like that. I didn't like that at all. And we're well, like, what are you talking I about? I actually had, actually, it was Dave who made me feel really bad because Dave walked out of the movie and he was so happy. And I was like, I don't want to do this. <laughs> I don't want to, I don't want to do this. You bring me back to center, Sean. Yeah, but do I want to be the negative voice in the world? No, but that's not, the thing. Not today's erg. You, you're not just the negative voice. Like you actually are nailing your, your. Well, it comes back to what I said that other time. I don't. We don't have to hate bad media. You don't got to hate it. Right. But it's good to like just talk about it, learn from it. Maybe yeah. there's something that, you know. For example, I love re-watching movies and trying to recontextualize what would make it work really good. Yeah. Heck. I was watching uh, a short film that a class of students I went to school with in video school produced. Mm. And when you watch this short film, it is the worst thing you have ever seen with your eyes. Okay? 
and yet I'm wasting my Tuesday night. <laughs> Nobody asks me to do this, and I'm watching it for 40 minutes, and I'm actually sitting there thinking, hmm, if I were to remake this, how would this actually, how could you make this actually good? This awful, <laughs> trivial script. Just, I'm going to tag all of your classmates. I'm going to find them. It's all bad. 12 of them. <laughs> There's like 20 of them. Private school. <laughs> no, no, no. This was uh, this was my uh, video oh. school I went to. Okay. So anyway. You know, where we all should be knowing, we, we all should know what we're doing. Right. No. It's the school of video. Well, no, I think that's a good. That's the lens that I looked through this that's episode. That's a good that. mindset to have. Don't I liked it, it, but it's like, ooh, what if they did that? Oh my God, what if they did that? It reminds me of the end of uh, Pineapple Express, you know, where they're sitting around the diner and they're just like all having a good time talking about like. Remember, I used to hate you. Right. Yeah, you hated me. Oh, but it's like, you know, oh, it's like, but now I like you. Or the end of Avengers where they're all sitting around. Eating shawarma. 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 Yeah. And Chris Evans is hiding his hey. face because he had a mustache for the next film he was in because they had to reshoot it. I have a question. I thought he was hiding his face because he's laughing. Maybe. Uh, the Kenobi episode was 54 minutes long. Yeah. yeah it yeah. ended at minute, minute 50. Did any of us check for an after credit? There was no after credit. I you just, sure? I skimmed through. Okay. But right. double check because I might be wrong. I briefly skimmed through. I never watched the credits because I had to get to work. Even when we're sitting in the theater, I know there's an after credit scene. I close my eyes. <gasps> you still wait though? <laughs> <laughs> no, usually because I'm really tired after the end of the movie. I just want to like, rest my eyes for a minute. Uh, Multiverse of Madness, I think, is on Disney Plus now. It is. So I can watch it. Uh, Dang, there you go. <clears throat> what news did I just see? You can see Ron oh, again. <clears throat> uh, Cal Kestis. Yes. The actor, I don't know his name off the top of my head. Is he okay? John Stamos. No, it's like something Ma Monag Dominic. Shoot. I almost said Don Monahan, but that's, who, that's the guy who plays IG's Mary in uh, Lord of the Rings. It's something <clears throat> Monahan. Monahan, yeah. He's a redhead. Yep. No offense to redheads, but this guy in particular, I don't know if I like him. <laughs> He's got a weird look. I'm sorry, bro. It's uh, not your fault. You're not ugly. Christian. Just... Oh, man. That's Christian his name. Harloff has reported yeah. that a source he trusts has told him that Cameron Monaghan has Monaghan. signed on Monaghan. to play Cal Kestis in a live-action show on Disney+. Plus. See now, Will we, he be in season two of Obi-Wan? Is he also going to keep his mouth slack-jawed? What is season two of Obi-Wan? How about that? Um, it's. I can tell you exactly what it is, Austin. What did they you. cut out? I can tell you exactly what it's going to be. It's going to be... Uh, it's gonna I be, trust you. It's going to be Reva... Putting her life back together mm. uh, before she heroically, truly sacrifices herself for something more important. That's Ned, where she fights the It's going to be Ned C. It's going to be uh, Leia developing herself more as a leader mm. and less of a just helpless child. Um, it's going to be Luke growing ever more frustrated and disillusioned with his uh, docile life on the farm. Even though he just had this radical thing happen <laughs> over the weekend where somebody just straight up tried to murk him, but <laughs> we're just going to move on from that. And uh, I don't know. What's Obi-Wan going to be doing? Learning how to become Building a his house. Obi-Wan's going to be, yeah, it's going to be like this really weird show about him getting a mortgage and like negotiating <laughs> with the bank. Like it's gonna be, the banking class yeah, exactly. outside your treaty. <laughs> Maybe that. You know, the, the good stuff. All right. So now that the show's over, I really want to say something. <laughs> That I think must have changed in this movie. What was it? It was the fact that what, it was the Boba Fett thing. So in Boba Fett, I thought it would be super cool 
again, I liked Boba Fett in a way you guys clearly didn't. But what I liked about Boba Fett is like, okay, this is, let's take this character who's been beat the heck up and uh, let's do something just like, let's kind of get into his head. Let's get into his heart. We don't have to do action scene after action scene. Let's just spend some time with the character, figuring out who he is, what he wants. So the whole show is him on Tatooine. And it's a lot of him talking. And it's a lot of him just walking around, just going day to day. And what's weird is that in a lot of ways, that's exactly what I wanted. But when you think about it, people hated that. Yeah. So in in hindsight, I'm wondering if Obi-Wan could have or should have or would have been a show with him just on Tatooine for a long time and kind of like a couple adventures he was having there. Mm. And then Boba Fett got the reaction it did. And so all that got changed. And now it's like we got to get him off planet. He's got to face Darth Vader multiple times. He's got to have an antagonist chasing the galaxy after him. He's got to have a kid he's protecting. Right. Leia. Well, I, I mean, they did do a good job of, of mirroring. Alderaan. It was six episodes long, and uh, there was a lot of parallels between episode one and Phantom Menace. Do you episode think there's two, a reason why it was six episodes and not nine? Attack of the Clones. Attack of the Clones. I'm sorry. I keep saying that because Clone Wars is better than Attack of the Clones. I was just going to say that. Spoiler alert. I can think of a, a version of Attack of the Clones in my head that's really good. I'm sorry it's not on a screen for you, though. Dang. Fun fact, I started playing Fallen Order. That game's it? legit. You never played it before? Never played it. I actually really like it. I said in previous episodes I have watched all the cutscenes, but I have not played it. I should play it. It's fun. That's all I got to say. <laughs> that is fun. <laughs> it's fun. I didn't. I wanted to like it. I didn't like it because I felt the story was just so predictable. But again, I'm a cynical monster. Right. Dead inside. So. I've heard that about you. Thanks. His ma- his master was a baller. Yeah. With a gigantic dual-wielding saber. He, uh, the, honestly, the best part of the game is you can customize your lightsaber. For sure. I will. His hilt is pretty sweet. Mine looks like Obi-Wan's right now. Oh, you know what? That reminds me. You were talking about Disney. They're for sure going to bring Obi-Wan's saber. I don't know if they're still doing it, but they were doing this poll where you could vote on the next saber in Galaxy Edge that you could then purchase. One of them was Kanan's. Kanan's is great. I don't even know what it looks like. Oh, God. It's the one that breaks into two pieces. Cause in, oh, that's right. Because when he, him and Ezra first meet, he first ignites the saber, and he pulls it out in two pieces and connects it and then ignites it. Kanan's is sweet. I think the Librarians was on there. Mm. Uh and then there was a couple other ones. Barris Offies was on there. Which I think Qui Gon's was on there too. Quick side note uh, that scene. This better be fun. Where Anakin finds out Barris is the yeah. bad guy. That's all I'm going to say. Um, he is fighting her in the Jedi temp or Jedi, what would you call it? Building? Temple? Temple, yeah. Bathroom. On Coruscant. As he's fighting her, he force pushes her off the building and she lands. Right next to a group of younglings, all of the younglings we know, Petro, Gunji, all of them. Yes. And they're all learning saber techniques from Sanube. Sanube. So you were right. He is the lightsaber teacher. Oh I just my thought gosh. that was a cool little background I saw. Dude, shout out to me for getting that right when I just guessed it out of thin air. R.I.P. Yeah. Sanubes. R.I.P. Sanube. My dude. All right. Should we uh, should we wrap up, Austin? We should for sure wrap up. Let's, we want uh, to ask some questions. Um... That nobody answers. What's going to happen with... <laughs> Come on, audience. The algorithm. 
It demands comments. Comments. It demands a sacrifice. Where do you think they're going with season two? Did you like season one? What was your favorite episode? Why did you hate Reva? <laughs> what would you do to make Reva work? Yes. No, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's better. Probably just die when Vader stabbed her. <laughs> no, I w- well, you know, I think you could have her die, but it's got to be kind of like a heroic sacrifice thing. That's why I like I bet re- she fights the Inquisitors in the next Yeah, season. that's why mm-hmm. I like I bet that That's happens. why I kind of wanted her to have her, like, big remake. Because, like, look, they're the ones she... They're the ones she hates. The thing is, in Rebels, we know oh, what God. happens to Fifth Brother. And, really? yeah. Maul yeah, cuts see, him down. why that... Maul that does? See, I just watched the episode. That seems it's, so weird. Why did they bother having those specific Grand Inquisitors in the show when you know they they can't die. It's it's the episode, spoiler alert, for Rebels. It's the episode where Kanan gets blinded by Maul. Yeah. It's the episode where Ahsoka faces off on Vader. This episode, Sean, I'm telling it's you. goaded. It's like the best episode in all of Rebels. Second is later. I'm not going to talk about it because it's, well, it's Kanan's episode. I don't know. I saw some episodes where it was like clearly a children's show with a bunch of So that's one of my so top moments. It's Kanan's basically death. they're in this Sith temple and three Inquisitors show up, and it's Kanan and Ahsoka versus these three, but then Maul shows up, and he joins with them to fight the Inquisitors, and then Maul just friggin' takes over. He ends up killing all of them. And then cuts Kanan's eyes off. He blinds Kanan because he wants Ezra to be his apprentice. And then him and Ahsoka face off, and then Ahsoka breaks off from him to go face Vader, and then Kanan blinded faces Maul, Oh, my gosh. It's like the best episode. It is. It's so good. It doesn't get better than that. The action is just nonstop. I didn't know Maul kills those Inquisitors. He does. You I, sure? I forgot, but I just watched the I'm scene. pretty sure they fly away. Nope. He cuts down two of them, and then the one, he busts his lightsaber, and he tries to fly away, and then his lightsaber, like, explodes. Oh, and then he and falls he, to his he death. He falls, like, a thousand feet to his death. You know what this reminds me of? This reminds me of, like, a girl who's, like, super excited about her dog. And she's like telling you all the fun little tricks her dog knows how to do. And like, is like anthropomorphizing the dog. Like, oh, he loves these treats and he loves when he loves watching TV. And it's like, we're talking about a dog. No, here's what it is, Sean. My wife actually quantified it as, or verbalized it. As, okay. It's little boy energy. Oh my gosh. We have little boy energy about Star Wars because like, I have a two-year-old, and when we're driving down the highway, if he sees an excavator, <laughs> freaking excavator, excavator. I have that with dinosaurs. He literally the other day went, excavator, excavator, excavator. And it's like. And then us in episode three were like, escape Vader, escape Vader. Exactly. <laughs> we, have, we have little boy energy about Vader. All right. Um, and I'll never one lose day, it. One day I'll get my little boy back. You will. I just thought of this. Season two, theory. Go. Bring it. Are you asking me? Or are you the clone <laughs> obsessed with finishing the mission? I, yes. Commander Cody. I was I was going to mention, we didn't get Cody in this. Cody's going to be in Bad Batch season is two. Is he alive? Oh, then he's for sure going to be in Obi-Wan. Is he the one that um, at the end of Clone Wars kind of escaped with uh, Ahsoka? No, that's uh, Rex. No, that's Rex. Rex is the good one. Cody is the one on Utapau that shoots down his lizard. Then what? Well, what he happened? gives him his lightsaber. What, hap- and he what, happened? Well, what happened to Cody? What is he up to? He's going to be in Bad Batch season two. Was he a good guy or what? No, he's a bad guy. No, he, I mean, he activated Order 66. Oh, my gosh. We're going to see what happens to him in Bad Batch, but I'm assuming, yeah, maybe we get some of him and in, in, uh, maybe him and Reva face off. Do you guys think maybe I'll be able to kiss? <laughs> nice. Do you think that he's like I 100 now. will be able to 
Dude, maybe Roken and Reva should get together. They'd be they'd be cute. Just getting started, Sean. Yeah. I feel like he could be the leader and the kind of like the the one that brings her down to earth. Roro and Riri. Yeah. Riro. All that. Um, well, I was do you guys think before <laughs> season two comes out I'll be able to actually finish all the Clone Wars and Rebels? Uh we'll force you to. How much will you pay me to do it? Sixteen denarii. I think that's a lot. Dang it. I don't know what the conversion rate is. <laughs> so these were good questions. This was all fun. <laughs> this went so long. We were like, let's like 45 minutes, 50 minutes in and out. There was so many. It's the, here's the problem. They make so many layers. We're coming up on two hours. And so many <laughs> intertwining motifs and themes and callbacks. And we have to talk about all of them. I'll never stop. Little boy energy. Yeah. Star right. Wars. I I got to poop. We got to conclude. <laughs> All right. That should wrap it up. <laughs> Comment, like, subscribe. Please subscribe. We've got seven subscribers. No, we don't. We've got more than that. But we need more. We need you to tell your best friend and their best friend and their best friend's aunt about 99 Nerds. Comment, like, subscribe. Answer the questions we threw out there. That'll wrap it up. I'm Austin. I'm David. Hi. And he is I Sean. Am a and we are 99 Nerds.